Last week, I spoke about the importance of, of corporate worship and kind of went through why we do that. Um, and this is um, today, I just thought I would share with you a little bit more about how to keep your joy. And so this is not necessarily corporate like last week was. It's kind of more individual. Like how do we stay happy all the time? And it is God's plan for us. It's his will for us to be happy all the time. And sometimes you're like, how in the world can I be happy? You know, there's life that happens. Sometimes there's things that go on in our lives that, and you're just like, I don't even see how that's a possibility. And yet, God said that we can. So I thought, you know what, this is a good topic because we're about to have a party on Sunday, so let's start the party early. <laughs> let's prep for it, okay? <laughs> so we're going to get our joy on. We're going to have it the rest of the week. And so when we come on Sunday, we are going to be ready to just celebrate and um, have the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. <laughs> we're just going to have a little bit of that right now and um, throughout the week. So the Bible tells us in Philippians 4, 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. So that is something that is, the, the Bible is God speaking to us. So this is a word from God to us, that we can rejoice always. And, you know, that just, like I said, sometimes that seems easier than others. You know, I generally I tend to be pretty positive, but there are times that, you know, you just have days where you're, you have to work up that positive. <laughs> it doesn't just happen. Sometimes you have life things that happen and, and you have to make your joy. Not, you have it on the inside, but you have to yield to it because you don't always feel like it. You know what I'm saying? But um, it must be really good for us to be happy all the time if God would tell us. There must be a blessing. There must be, and it must be possible. If God were to say, rejoice always, there, it must be possible. It must, you know, and we're talking about Paul, who was shipwrecked and beaten and left for dead, and he's the one that's saying to do this. You know, it, God through him is saying to rejoice. And I think about that, I'm like, on the days where I don't necessarily have the rejoice automatically happening, <laughs> you know, I think, well, you know, and I haven't been shipwrecked, <laughs> haven't been left for dead, haven't had some of the things, the experiences that Paul has had. I haven't had everyone forsake me, you know, walk away. But there are times that, you know, he pressed in, like I just imagining being in prison at midnight after being beaten and he's with Silas and yet he is rejoicing. He's thanking God. He's praising God at that time. That is not our normal tendency. Our normal tendency would be, God, why'd you let this happen? <laughs> Here I am going around, preaching the gospel, telling people the good news, and yet I'm here in this prison. Where are you? <laughs> 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 
Why are you letting this happen to me? And yet he, God, through the Apostle Paul, is saying rejoice in the Lord always. It's not rejoice in your circumstance. It's rejoice in the Lord. That's where we're, we're keeping our eyes on him. We're keeping our trust in him. We're looking to him, and then we can rejoice. Because if you're looking at your circumstances, if you're looking at people, you're going to be let down. You're going to be like this, because sometimes your days are good and some days they're not. But if you are continually looking to Jesus, that is how. If you're looking to your Father God, to God Almighty, that is how you can stay constant, steady, and able to rejoice all the time. And so there's a lot of benefits to being joyful. You feel better, you know. It says that uh, it helps with your health. Let's look at um, Proverbs 17, 22. It says, a merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. I bet you all of you in here have, have can understand that broken spirit. It does just kind of, you just don't even want to get out of bed sometimes. <laughs> You're just like, it's frustrating, you know. But the merry heart, it does good. It's like a medicine. So when you are happy, you are actually you know, if you were to go to the doctor and the doctor said, okay, this is the medicine I'm going to prescribe for you, I would like for you to laugh half an hour every day. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, this is Jesus saying, uh, this is God in his word telling us a merry heart is good for you, like medicine. And so there are times when you're not feeling well that you don't want to laugh. I mean, who, who feels like laughing when you're, you got pain in your side or, you know, a cramp or something? You know, you're just like, I don't feel like laughing or being happy right now. But there's a blessing. That's the reason why God's telling us to do it. It's not to frustrate us, like, I don't want to be happy right now. No, he's telling you, if you will look to him, if you will keep your eyes on him, you can be happy right now. And you will not have a broken spirit that just wants you to just go inward, you know, just kind of cringe on the inside and just, you know, a lot of times when people are hurting, they just kind of withdraw. They keep going further and back, and they don't want people to come near them because they just don't feel good. And so God is telling us that there's a benefit for being joyful. It's like taking medicine. And so another thing it does is it helps with our strength. If you look at Nehemiah 8.10, this is after the children of Israel, Israel were brought back to, um, to Israel. Then what happened is they began to look through and read the word of God together. And at, um, after a certain point, uh, um, Nehemiah was saying to them, go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. And then this is really a key. Neither, oh, neither be sorry. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. So you're not strengthened when you're sad. 
You're not strengthened when you're depressed. You're not strengthened when you're focused on how your body feels. Uh, a lot of times that's when it gets kind of frustrating. And, and, uh, and so, the, where, again, where is it? The joy of the Lord. It's not your own, your own joy. You're not doing it in yourself. You're not doing it because of things that are going on in your life. You're doing it because your eyes are on God. You're doing it because you know where your help comes from. And that's what's strengthening you. And so uh, we also know that there is somebody that tries to steal our joy. Um, John 10.10, 10, we, we use this scripture from time to time, but it says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. The thief is referring to the devil. I is, is referring to Jesus. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So we know there's a thief that's trying to steal from us, and then there was Jesus. What he did, what he came for, was so that we may enjoy life and have it to the full. And so the devil is going to go after your joy. He is, if he can get you to be unhappy, you don't feel like praising God. If, if you don't feel good, you don't feel like praising. You don't want to praise. If you're frustrated, you don't want to praise. So he is going after you so that you won't do the very thing that will help you, which is to praise God. And so if we have that understanding, if we put our guard up and say, no, I'm not going to let you steal my joy today. I'm not going to give in to this. I realize that my frustration that I'm feeling right now is not coming from God, but I understand that my frustration is coming from the devil who is trying to steal and kill and destroy my life. You know what? I'm going to push back. Uh -uh -uh. I'm going to be happy today anyways, just to spite you. I'm going to be happy. <laughs> you know what? We, you know, a lot of us tend to have that little bit in us, like, oh, I'm just to spite you. <laughs> I'm going to show you. <laughs> I'm going to be happy just because you don't want me to be happy. <laughs> and we push in, and even if that's our reason, we're still happy. <laughs> we're still overcoming. <laughs> You know, Jesus told his disciples, you know, that once he was uh, resurrected from the dead, he said, no one can take away your joy. Let's look at that in John 16, 22. So this was before he is about to die on the cross. He says, therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again and your heart will rejoice and your joy no one will take from you. So this kind of gives us the ability to uh, just have a little bit of sass. No, you can't take my joy. <laughs> oh, no, you thought you were going to destroy my life? Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not going to let you destroy my life because the Bible says you can't take it. <laughs> you can't steal it from me, and I'm not going to let you. <laughs> and so as we do that, we are giving opportunity for God to help us. 
you know, we sometimes there are different things that we're going through, and it is not easy to, in and of ourselves, be joyful. But we can ask God and say, hey, God, could use a little bit of help in the joy department today. <laughs> can you help me? <laughs> and he will. He will because we asked him. And so he's like, oh, got it. Let me just tell you. <laughs> Let's look at um, John 16, 23 and 24. It says, in that day you will ask me nothing most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So we can ask him. There's a lot of things that when Jesus died and rose from the dead that became available to us that was not available uh, when, when the Israelites were in the old covenant. But because of this new covenant, there's a lot of things that are available to us. And uh, so we can pray to the Father now anytime we want. And as we pray according to his will, our joy is full. We can ask him, God, help my joy. <laughs> help me get through this situation that is trying to steal my joy. Help me get through whatever it is that you're going through so that your joy may be full. You know, on Sunday, Pastor Jim talked about the fact that as Christians, we are in the light. That we have light because we made Jesus our Lord and Savior. We have light. And so because of what Jesus did, we're walking in a newness and in an authority and in a place of, um, of um, just uh, you're a child of God. You know, you have God Almighty as your father. And that happened because you made him your Lord and Savior. And so he talked about the fact that if you're a child of God, you don't want to meddle in darkness because you've already been taken out of that darkness. So you don't want to keep going to the things that are going to bind you and, and, and mess up your life. You don't want to keep doing that. You want to stay in the light. And that's already been given to you, to stay in the light. Well, one of the light things that we have is that we have joy. So we don't want to keep going in and messing with sorrow and depression and thoughts of failure and condemnation and all the different things that come at us to try to make us feel like there's something wrong with us and that we are not worthy those kind of things, we, we're actually in the light. And that's in the darkness. And so we want to stay on the side of the light. We want to stay in that joy. And when thoughts start coming towards us and start telling us you're not worthy or you're not adequate or you don't have what it takes, you're not talented enough, you just say, I have Jesus. The price that Jesus paid for me makes me more than able, makes me more than a conqueror, makes me more than able to be happy. 
And so as we do that, when we are focusing on God's plan and, and doing things God's way, we know that Jesus paid for us to be right with God. We know that he paid the price for our healing. We know that he paid the price for our deliverance from depression. He paid the price for divine guidance. When you don't know what to do, you've got the Holy Spirit on the inside of you that's showing you that is you that price was already paid. It was already done. So we don't have to be afraid of not finding the right spouse. That's not a fear that you have to have because you know that the Holy Spirit is helping you. You know, you don't have to be afraid of not getting the right job because you know that your steps are ordered by the Lord. So you can have joy. If you're not afraid of stuff, it's a lot easier to be happy. It's a lot easier to be full of joy and carefree and acting like nothing's wrong because nothing is wrong because you've got God at your back. And yes, a lot of things are smoke screens in front of you. There's smoke screens trying to tell you that you're losing, <laughs> but you're not because everything that God has for, um, for us to live victoriously was done when Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead. And so because of that, he promised that by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. It doesn't mean that we are whenever he feels like it. It means we were. It took place. Well, you know what? I didn't eat right. I didn't do this right. I didn't do that right. And so I can't be healed. I didn't see that in 1 Peter 2.24. It says, by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. And so you stand on that in the face and say, I just thank you, Lord. I'm praising you. So if we are not afraid, then we are going to praise. Then when our body is telling us, you've got this and that and the other, and this isn't working and that's not working. And, you know, as you get older, sometimes the list can start getting long. And you just are like, you know what, God, I just praise you. You know, and if you just camp out on the fact that because First Peter 24 1 Peter 2.24 says that by Jesus' stripes I am healed, and you just kind of stay on that. I thank you, God, that that was for me, that Jesus died for me, that his stripes were for me, that, you know, and then you can start listing through all the ailments, that his stripes were for this, his stripes were for that, his stripes were for this, and before you know it, you have joy <laughs> because no longer are you frustrated that it's, you know, why hasn't it happened yet? Oh, no. You are holding on tight to the fact that the Bible says this. And if the Bible says this, then that means I have it and I'm going to focus on that. And, I, and as I take it off of, well, how, how am I supposed to do this and that and the other? And No, I'm just focusing on you, God. I'm believing that you are giving me the victory, that you are showing me what to do. And as you do that, you are free. You're not carrying the weight of it. You're not depressed. You're not frustrated. And as you continue to praise God, where are your eyes? They're on him. 
when you are frustrated, where are your eyes? On you, on whatever it is that is bothering you. And so Peter walked on water, not when he looked at the circumstances. He walked on water when he kept his eyes on Jesus. And so our fight is to keep our eyes, keep reverting. Oh, everything's going crazy, crazy, crazy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I praise you, God. I'm looking to you. And what begins to happen, there's a joy. <laughs> there's a joy that comes on the inside. If the devil can steal your joy, he can steal what you're saying. He can steal how you feel about something. He can steal your eyes uh, from being on Jesus to looking at the circumstances. And that's what he's after. He's doing his best to try to get you to look on the wrong thing. Because if he can get you to look on the wrong thing, that's where you're going. <laughs> Peter sank. Peter sank. Because he started looking at the wrong thing. And so we want to fight to keep our eyes on God. Keep our eyes on the fact that he loves me. He cares for me. You know, there's a lot of things that we can be thankful for. The Bible tells us that we want to actually enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. That is important. It's important. Let's look at Psalm 100. We're just going to look at the whole psalm because it's short. But it's a good one. So you can say, you know what? I read a chapter tonight. <laughs> right here, we're about to read a chapter. <laughs> it says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, not sadness. We're serving the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves. Isn't that good? Well, it's he. <laughs> so let's take the pressure off. It's him. He made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. So we are being thankful. We're going into a thankful month. We are going to make it a point, since we're in Thanksgiving month anyways, let's just make it a point to every day be thankful. And so we thank God what was made available to us through Jesus. And the resurrection of Jesus. So when we don't know how to start praising God, because you know what? We just don't feel like it. You wake up in the morning and, I don't know, you had a bad dream or got an ache or something. What, how do you stir up that joy? How do you stir it up? <laughs> how do you get yourself out of the mire? You begin to thank God for what you do know. You begin to praise God for what you do know. And here's a list that you can start praising him for. You can praise him for redemption. Praise God, you are redeemed from the curse of the law. Praise God, you are redeemed from your mistakes, from your past. You are forgiven 
you have right standing with God? My goodness, right there. You are seated with Jesus in heavenly places. Philippians says that. We're seated with Jesus. That, actually, that's Ephesians. Ephesians 2. We are seated with Jesus in heavenly places. Right there. That would get your eyes on Jesus. You are not meant to be down here looking at everything through this. No, you're looking at it from the, from the perspective that you are with God and he is giving you a different way of looking at your circumstance. Instead of it being hard, it's conquered. <laughs> That's your perspective. It's conquered. So you're accepted. So here's our list. We are redeemed, forgiven, accepted. We're loved. We're healed. We have all of our needs met according to his riches and glory. We have the Holy Spirit to help us. He's guiding us. He's giving us wisdom. We have joy. We have peace. We have long-suffering for those times. <laughs> He's giving us long-suffering. <laughs> we have um, boldness. You know, there are times where we need to be bold, bold. And we have wisdom. We have access to the Father 24-7. You know, they didn't have that in the Old Testament. We have that. We can talk to him anytime we want. We can tell him, hey, God, you know, you could be in the middle of the night driving on the road and somebody's being a little crazy in front of you, and you can say, hey, God, help that car. <laughs> you know what? I, I need to get to wherever you're going, and so God, help that car. 24-7, <laughs> you can talk to him. He's not sleeping. You're not disturbing him. He's not busy with somebody else who's more important that, that so you think. Uh-uh. He is accessible 24-7. You know, we can ask anything according to his word, and he hears us. I mean, all these things, you can start, thank you, God, thank you, God. You start going through that, you start making God big, and whatever it is that you're going through begins to look smaller and smaller and smaller. And when it does, you do not have any reason to have a care. You just keep thanking God thanking God, praising him. So let's look at Philippians 4, 6 through 8. This, the Bible even goes so far to say what to think about. <laughs> and if we do things God's way, there's a blessing. There's a blessing. So it says to be careful for nothing, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. When you have a thankful heart, it's easier to be happy. When you start feeling like you should have done this already, God, <laughs> you begin to get frustrated. But with and not a frustrated heart, but with a thankful heart, we make our requests known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts. So his peace is now going to guard your heart and your mind through who? Christ through Christ Jesus. It's not in your own strength. 
It's through Christ Jesus. Everything that we have was done through Christ Jesus. It's not in our own strength. But when we understand that it was through him, it's easier to stand because you're not, you know your weaknesses. But when you're looking at Jesus, he has no weaknesses. And so it gives you a lot of ability to keep standing <laughs> and being solid. And so let's look at verse 8 because this is the one that tells us what to think about. <laughs> Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, you know, it might be true, but it's not praiseworthy. Whatever is praiseworthy, meditate on these things. You know, that trips up a lot of people. You know, if I spoke the truth, <laughs> well, it wasn't very nice. <laughs> and sometimes there are times that we're speaking the truth in love because we love someone and we don't want them to fall off of a cliff. And so we tell them certain things so that they don't fall off. But you're still doing it because you love them, you know. But this is saying, you know, just because it's a truth um, that certain things are a certain way, we also want to mix that with praiseworthy. All right. I'm not going to focus a lot of time on things that are not going to allow me to praise God. And so you want to walk in that balance. It, it has to be something that, that uh, helps us. We, these are the types of things that we're supposed to be thinking on. Not, oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> oh, this is, life has been so tough. You, if you go down that path, you will end up in a ditch just wanting somebody to run you over. <laughs> Get me to heaven as soon as possible. <laughs> No, we are, we are staying in that place where we can be thankful and have joy and, and reminding ourselves not how tough things are, but who is the problem solver? We don't want to look at the problem so much that we forget who the problem solver is. And so, uh, you know, I said this earlier that when you understand who's trying to steal your joy, when you're aware that he's coming after your joy, the devil is try trying to steal that, when you find yourself not happy, you're aware of his devices, of his tactics. And so, oh, wait a minute, I'm starting to feel sad. Okay, now I'm going to do a little side thing. There are times when we grieve that that is a reality. There are times when we're happy that somebody is with Jesus, but we're sad that they're not with us. And the Bible does say that we mourn with those that mourn. But we don't stay there all the time. And that can be a hard thing. That can be a tough thing, but our eyes are on Jesus and we're focusing on truths of him that he is the problem solver. 
He is the one that loves us and cares for us. And we, we remind ourselves that we're redeemed and that we're forgiven and that we're accepted and that we're loved and that we're healed and that he's taking care of our needs and that he's guiding us and he's given us joy and he's given us peace and he's given us long-suffering, boldness, wisdom, access to the Father 24-7. And, and so, yes, we have a time where we, we do. And there could be times that you grieve and then you have a season where you don't grieve and then you grieve again. There are certain types of losses in our lives that we do. We, we miss at certain times of the year. There's memories. There's different things. So there are seasons that you do miss, but you don't stay there. And, and, and you pull out and allow God to help you have joy with the good memories, with the, the fact that you had that season in your life with that person, the fact that you, um, you know, you're just so thankful for all the years you did have. There's a lot of things with that. It looks different for different people. It looks different. But God is the one that can help you process and walk through things so even yes there are going to be days and so I, I say that because there is that thing where it says we mourn with those who mourn so there there are things that we are that it, it is a loss you know and I can share like when my dad passed away you know I can't call him like I used to be able to call him he's in my future I can't call him. So there are there are certain times where, you know, we were just talking. We were going through a store, and there is a certain um, chocolate-covered cherries, um, cordial cherries, I, I think they're called. He loved them. And so every Christmas, that would be something that went in the package for Dad, <laughs> you know, because that was one of his favorite things that I remember from a very young child. So there's different things that cause me to reflect on my time with my dad. And, you know, and so I remember that as actually a happy memory. But when I first thought about it, it was kind of sad for a minute because I'm not going to be able to make that care package for him this year, you know, and put those kind of things in it. And so, so yes, there are times that you may have a, a mourning, um, you know, things, but... You cannot allow that to be your life forever. It comes to a point where you're like, okay, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The, I will rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice because you know what? If you are sorrowful all the time, you are no good to the people who are living. And so there's still a lot of people living around you. <laughs> You know, and so you push through so that you can uh, enjoy the people that are still alive. Otherwise, if they were gone, you'd have to be sorry again that they're gone. <laughs> you know, but they're not gone. They're here. And so you enjoy their company and you enjoy and, and cherish what you have with people today. And so that's one way. Like I said, there's different ways. We're all different. God knows how to help you. 
get through the process when there are certain things that are things that you would naturally mourn. God cares. He cares. But he does want you to be able to be happy as well. And so Hebrews 13, 15, we'll end with this. It says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So there are just times that we continually just praise God. God, in spite of this situation right now, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to look to you, the author and the finisher of my faith. I'm going to exalt you in spite. I'm going to be happy in spite. And it doesn't mean that your emotions are just like, woo, this party. It means that you have a peace and a, and a joyfulness in the sense that you are content because you know who God is and you know that he is for you and he's not against you and he's working things out for your good and he's turning things around and he is helping you and he's leading you and he's guiding you and then you have lots to be thankful for. You could be going through situations without God but none of you in here are. You are all going through situations with God. And because of that, there is joy that you are not alone. You are not forsaken. And so let's just spend just a, a minute or two just praising God. Because you know what? As we do and we have our eyes focused on him, we win. We win. We cannot be defeated. We talked about this already in other times. We can't be defeated when we are looking to him. If we look to ourselves, our own strength, we are going to get flattened. <laughs> Just because. <laughs> you know yourself. You know why. <laughs> but when we're looking to the perfect one, we walk on water. We overcome, we are victorious because of him.